Murder on the Music Scene has rebranded. We are now going by the name Mysterious-ish. Join us for Season 2 of Mysterious-ish, where we will be discussing conspiracy theories such as time travel and aliens. Season 2 premieres March 22nd with two new episodes. Murder on the Music Scene contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Murder on the Music Scene, the podcast where a music educator and a music enthusiast discuss the deaths of musicians and the mysteries surrounding them. I'm Caitlin. I'm Erica. And today we're going to be talking about Mac Miller. R.I.P. And Erica is both excited and depressed about it. (laughs) But it's going to be okay. We're going to get through it. If I had to get through Chester Bennington, you have to get through this one. Yeah, you right, you right. (laughs) So, all right. I'm just saying now, if Post Malone ever passes away, sadly, and you want to do an episode on that, um, count me out, because I'd be like, (laughs) yeah, I'd be like that. We probably should have a list of musicians that, like, if they ever, God forbid, die, we can't do them. Yeah. Because, like, I would not be okay if Halsey or Oliver Sykes ever died. Mm Mm-hmm. I think there's there's a couple more that I would, like, not be okay if they died, but um, those are the big two. Right. Let's make a list. Yeah. Okay. But not on the podcast. No. Yes. We're, we're live right now. So. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Mac Miller. Yes. Let's break Erica's heart right now. <laughs> so, Malcolm James McCormick was born on January 19th, 1992 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. January 19th is my grandma's birthday. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that makes him a Capricorn. And Capricorns are fun. <laughs> my husband's a Capricorn. And... Pretty much his whole family are Capricorns. They're fun. They're great. Capricorn and Aries, like, super don't get along. And hello, I'm Aries. So (laughs) I'm married into a family of Capricorns. I may or may not have screwed myself over. But it's fine. So uh, Mac Miller's mom's name was Karen. And she was a photographer. And his dad was Mark, Mark McCormick. And he was an architect. Um, he did have an older brother named Miller. And I will now be calling him Mac for the rest of the episode because I can't call him Miller because that's his brother's name and it would mm-hmm. get confusing. So Mac and his family, they lived in a suburban area of Pittsburgh known as Point Breeze. And I just read that it was like a neighborhood, just like a fancy neighborhood. Um, Mac and his brother, Miller... Uh, both went to a Catholic elementary school to, quote, ensure a good education. I don't know why that makes a difference, but whatever, that's what they chose. Oh, and that he went there so that he could play football and lacrosse. He later went to school at a at Winchester Thurston, which is a preparatory school. Um, but he later graduated from Taylor Alderdice High School. While in high school... He was eager to participate in sports and parties as well. Mm -hmm. You know, typical high school stuff, except for me. I was a good kid and never went to any parties. 
Um, not even in college. No, you didn't. You fucking lame ass. <laughs> I'm still mad at you. I have social anxiety. Okay. I just wanted one <laughs> Halloween party. You know, my senior year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go because the, the show choir at mm. my high, my college, my high school, the show choir at my college always did like a, a treat yourself party every year. And so um, I said my senior year that uh, me and my friends, we were going to go. And then I think something happened that night and I like was sick or someone else was sick. And if one person backed out, then the rest of us had too much anxiety to go. That was very cute. Are you a sad boy because nobody's paying attention to you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, never went, to, never went to any parties and I'm not sorry about it. Anyways, so Mac Miller is super into parties in high school. Um, remember that I said that he went to um, Catholic school? Yeah. Um, well, he was actually raised Jewish. His mom was Jewish mm-hmm. and his dad was Christian. Um, he, like, even, he had a bar mitzvah. Like, oh, nice. Yeah, boy was raised fully Jewish. Um, so by the time Mac was six years old, he had taught himself how to play the piano, the guitar, the drums, and the bass guitar. Legend. By the time he was six, he taught himself. Legend. Are you kidding me? I can barely play the piano. I can barely breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Uh... Uh, so it's safe to say that he was always interested in music. Um, at first, he wanted to be a singer, but he later began rapping and decided to focus solely on hip hop. This quote from him says, quote, once I hit 15, I got real serious about it and it changed my life completely. I used to be into sports, play all the sports, go to all the high school parties. But once I found out hip hop is almost like a job, that's all I did. And this other very cringy quote from another website says, quote, Therefore, his focus then became on, that's how it's written, then became on hip-hop rapping. And what a phenomenal decision it was. I have to go. <laughs> yeah, like that, that Spongebob meme. That Spongebob. Spongebob <laughs> meme. I don't head out. <laughs> yeah, that's me right now. <coughs> Fuck me, Loki. You better calm down, bro. <laughs> Loki's doing uh, parkour behind us, so I really hope that you can all hear that. Oh my gosh. We should just like... Listen. Have a separate track of Loki doing parkour. Yes. And then with the sound in the background, parkour, parkour, hardcore parkour. <laughs> so anyways, that quote just kind of made me giggle. It was just funny the way it was worded and the, I don't know. It was just funny. So at the age of 15, Easy Mac came out with his first mixtape, which was titled, But My Mackin' Ain't Easy. Mm. Yes. His first stage name. Was E Z Mac. I love that. Like the letters. He e- should have just kept Z. that. Yeah, I I can see why he changed it. Um, he was also part of a hip hop group called the Ill Spoken, and I literally had to put ill in lowercase letters in parentheses because when I just type it all like capital I L L, it literally looks like oh. So do I. Glad that we both had that same. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Okay, so the ill spoken. Um, this was just Mac and his friend Beady, like B E E D I E, Beady. Um, this duo released another mixtape titled How High in 2008. 
Rock. And this mixtape <laughs> this mixtape featured DJ Diggs and rated R. Um, I read that the ill spoken actually opened for Soldier Boy once. Oh. Anyways, I'm not sure how true that is. I couldn't like find it anywhere. I tried, but I just it was nowhere. I also didn't look that hard. So meh. Uh, by 2009, he was officially going by Mac Miller. He released additional mixtapes that same year, and one was entitled The Jukebox, Prelude to Class Clown, and the other was titled The High Life. He also participated in a rap battle called Rhyme Calisthenics. Rhyme Calisthenics. Nailed it. Seems legit. And he made it to the top four. Look at him. Uh, the next year, at the 2010 Pittsburgh Hip Hop Awards, Mac Miller won 21 and Under of the Year and Best Hip Hop. Listen, he won 21 and Under of the Year and Best Hip Hop Video for his song "Live Free." Why is hip hop so hard for me to say? I don't know. Am I okay? <laughs> no. No, you're probably right on that. So also in 2010, at the age of 17, Mac Miller signed to Rostrum or Rostrum Records. I'm going to call it Rostrum because Rostrum sounds weird. So right. Rostrum Records. Um, the president of Rostrum Records was named Benji Grinberg, and he had met Mac at ID Labs when Wiz Kalofna. What? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> but anyways, so... Um, yeah, so he was <laughs> Kalofna. <laughs> but uh, Benji Grinberg met Mac at ID Labs when Wiz Khalifa was recording his new album. Um, Benji had already heard a lot about Mac Miller, and he gave him some advice about music and lyrics. Uh, however, Benji did not want to work with Mac Miller at this point, but Mac obviously took Benji's advice to heart when he uh, was creating his fourth mixed tape. Mixed tape. You're doing good. You're doing good, champ. Uh, when he was creating his fourth mixtape. This mixtape was titled K-I-D-S, which means, stands for, Kickin' Incredibly Dope Shit. Love that. Kickin' Incredibly Dope Shit. I love that. And this mixtape proved to Benji that Max's lyrics had become, quote, more formed and his music proved to be mindful at this point uh mac had received many invites from many other much larger record labels um, but he preferred rostrum records because it was close to home and rostrum records released kids kids in august of 2010. um so mac miller had a super heavy presence on social media but he was also doing digital sales and persistently touring uh, in fact, on his first tour, which was called the Incredibly Dope Tour, <laughs> he sold out at all of the locations. Good for him. Look at you. Brand new musician selling out. Yeah. Wow. Listen, that guy, you just reminded me of that dude, Chills from YouTube. Do you know who that is? No. He's like a creepy pasta like channel and he talks about and like he talks like that he's like welcome back like like he has like a real deep voice the inflections know. yeah that like I used. so like you just highly reminded me of him <laughs> sorry <laughs> so in November of 2010 Max's first single titled Knock Knock was released 
Uh, this song's video went viral on YouTube and earned Mac national attention. Um, his fifth mixtape. God damn it. I did it again. Why do I keep saying mixed tape? His fifth mixtape, quote, best day ever, was released on March 11th, 2011. Uh, the song Donald Trump, which has an entirely different connotation now in 2021, became Mac's first song to make it to the Billboard Hot 100, where it reached number 75. Look at you. Proud of you, bud. Um, this song also received platinum certification, which remember, that means that it sold so many copies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The EP, On and On and Beyond, was released on March 29th, 2011, and got him his first entrance into the Billboard 200 album charts. And here it hit number 55. So you almost made it to the top 50. So March 2011 was a pretty big month for him. He released a mixtape and an EP. Mm. And he made <laughs> it to the Billboard Hot 100 and Hot 200. Nice. Look at him, look at him. Mm -hmm. On November 8th, 2011, Mac Miller's debut album, titled Blue Slide Park, was released. It debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 charts, and after selling 144,000 copies in the first week, became certified gold in the U.S. and Canada. Um, however, uh, critics, they didn't like this album. They called it hermetic which either means complete and airtight, or it means relating to an ancient occult tradition encompassing alchemy, astrology, and theosophy. I see. I don't know what, what that second one has to do with music, but uh, whatever. I'm just, I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. So this album made him a national celebrity. And following this album release, Mac Miller made his first TV appearance on VH1's Single Ladies. I've never heard of that. So he's really climbing the fame ladder and really making something of himself. Erica, are you good? <laughs> when you did that, listen, there's, there's a lot of references, but you reminded me of that one girl. Have you ever seen American Pie? Wait, no. Cinderella story with Hilary Duff. Yeah. Okay, the the stepmom. You reminded me of her. I'm sorry. That's not a good person to be reminding you Why? of. Why? She's a queen. The stepmother? Wait, I mean, I meant just the person. Like, I wasn't oh. saying that. I was saying, like, the person. The actress. Yes. Okay, I get it. Yeah, sorry. I wasn't comparing you to the, <laughs> the evil stepmother in the fucking Cinderella story. Thanks so much. <laughs> well, usually when I think of her, I think straight to American Pie for Stifler's mom. Cause oh. She, she plays Stifler's yeah. mom. Mm -hmm. Banter. If y'all don't like the banter, too bad. <laughs> Here we go. On March 23rd, 2012, he released his seventh mixtape titled Macadelic. Which is a really cool name. <laughs> it is. Tell me, that's not a really no, fucking cool, cool name. It's a cool name. So later that year, he released two singles produced by Pharrell Williams. And in 2013, 2013 was a really big year for Mac Miller. So prepare yourself. I'm going to give you a lot of 2013 dates. Here we go. 
So in 2013, he started his own record label titled uh, Remember Music, but the R-E-M are capitalized. This was apparently named after one of Mac's friends who had passed away. In June of 2013, Mac released his second album titled Watching Movies with the Sound Off, uh, which he named, he like named it because that's how he wrote the album. Mm. He like left the TV on, but muted it. And so that's how he came up with the name. <laughs> Lol. I'll give it to him. He's got pretty creative names. It's no, like, their royal majesty's request or whatever that one was that was really weird. Their satanic majesty's request. Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyways, this album hit number three on the Billboard 200 charts, and it sold 102,000 copies in the first week. Um, This album featured guest appearances from Tyler, the Creator, and Action Bronson, and, like, a bunch of others. Also, in February of 2013, a reality show called Mac Miller and the Most Dope Family was released. This show follows Mac Miller and his four closest friends as they learn how to navigate L.A. and create, quote, fresh new adventures. (laughs) This is just so wholesome. I can't handle it. (laughs) So, like, I don't know. It's just very wholesome. Uh, compared to all of the, the previous shit that we have discussed, like, l- like literal brutal fucking murders, this is very wholesome. So, um, this show lasted for two seasons and also followed him making his, um, next two albums, second and third albums. Yes. They followed the show. First season followed him making his second album and the third, second season followed him making his third album. Okay. Woo! My brain hurts. <laughs> Okay. Also in 2013, Mac joined Lil Wayne and 2 Chains on a European tour in October. He released another mixtape, um, which was titled Delusional Thomas and his first live album titled Live From Space. I told you this dude was busy in 2013. This was his year. Um, You want to know what else happened to Mac Miller in 2013? Uh, the mayor of Pittsburgh, which his name was Luke Ravenstahl. Ravenstahl? Ravenstahl. I don't know how to say it. Okay. Ravenstahl, probably. So he gave the key to the city to Mac Miller on September 20th of 2013 and declared that day Mac Miller Day. Mm-hmm. So Mac Miller has his own day. Isn't that so cool? So cool. I just tried to say cool and cute at the same time, and it about came out cool. So moving on from 2013, finally. In January of 2014, Mac canceled his contract with Rostrum Records and later signed a $10 million agreement with Warner Brothers Records. And we're going to fast forward to, I couldn't literally find anything from January of 2014 until August of 2015, so we're going to fast forward all the way there. And this is when Mac Miller released his third studio album titled, titled Good AM. But except for good, has like a colon between the two O's. So it's like like the, the clock, you know, like a digital clock. Mm. Okay, cool. But we're on the same page. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this album hit number four on the Billboard 200. And to support this album, Mac embarked on a world tour in September of 2015. He really, like... He really hit the ground running, and he's doing, like, really good for himself. Like, yes, boy. Yes. So on July 28th of 2016, 
Mac began to promote his fourth album by releasing the single, Dang! Dang! <laughs> which featured Anderson Pack. I, I think that's how you say it. I don't know. It's just a guess. P-A-K-K? P-A-A-K. P-A-A-K. Pack. 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 Uh-huh. And on August 19th, We, featuring CeeLo Green, was released. And My Favorite Part, featuring his then-girlfriend Ariana Grande, was released on September 9th. Uh, the whole album, which was titled The Divine Feminine, was released on September 16th and debuted at number two on the Billboard 200. So he's, like, putting out all these albums and all these mixtapes and shit, and they're all just, like, chart toppers. So, like, good for him. Mm. He's doing the damn thing. So I mentioned that Mac and Ariana Grande released a song together, and that's because they dated for two years, and uh, starting in 2016 and eventually splitting up in 2018. Uh, at this point... Uh, Mac Miller was heavily involved in drugs and was going through a lot emotionally. Mac's final album, Swimming, would be released in August of 2018 and contained a bunch of very pessimistic songs. The main song, which was titled Self Care, has a line that literally says, somebody save me from myself. Mac later confessed to using Purple Drank in 2013 during one of his tours. From what I read, Purple Drank was like a, a concoction of two different kinds of drugs that's like not good he said that he regretted this and he told journalists quote i'd rather be the corny white rapper than the drugged out mess who can't even get out of his house overdosing is just not cool you don't go down in history because you overdose you just die uh, he was pretty open about his substance abuse issues and his struggle with depression. He went through periods of sobriety, but eventually slipped back into the old habits a couple of times. I looked at his legal record and there wasn't like a ton on it. He had a couple of lawsuits from other musicians for sampling pieces of his of their music. Like, whatever, you can't do that. Pay them, but whatever, they're just minor offenses. Um, and he also had one arrest in 2011 for possession of marijuana. Which is bullshit. Ooh. Shouldn't even, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so scary. But the biggest case against him was actually in May of 2018. Uh, he was arrested on charges of driving under the influence and a hit and run after crashing into a utility pole and fleeing the scene. Oh, no, my boy. Uh, yeah, dude, you can't flee the scene. You can't flee the scene even if you're drunk, even if you're high. Stay there. The consequences will be less severe. Welcome to legal legal advice with Caitlin and Erica. But when the cops showed up at his house, he convet, conf, confessed. Convet. He confessed and was arrested. Um, later, he was released on $15,000 bail. And in August, he was charged with two counts of driving under the influence. But Mac Miller, unfortunately, passed away before his arraignment. So the charges were dropped. Obviously, because he can't charge and in, 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 uh, jail a dead man. Uh, sorry, that was insensitive. <laughs> okay, Erica, we're here. Ah! Get ready to cry. Are you ready? Yeah. On September 7th, 2018, Mac Miller's personal assistant found Mac unresponsive in his L.A. home. The assistant called 911 and performed CPR until medics, paramedics arrived. Paramedics were unable to resuscitate Mac Miller, and he was pronounced dead at the scene at 11.51 a.m. He was 26 years old. He had been scheduled to shoot a music video that day and was supposed to go on a tour to promote his most recent album in October. The coroner's office determined that Mac Miller had died of an accidental drug overdose due to, quote, 
mixed drug toxicity of fentanyl, cocaine, and alcohol. Fentanyl? Yeah. Fentanyl. Why can't I say that? Fentanyl. Whatever. So, on September 11th, 2018, thousands of fans held a vigil for Mac Miller at the Blue Slide Park, which was the title of Mac's debut studio album. On Halloween of that year, a tribute concert titled Mac Miller, A Celebration of Life was held in L.A. All proceeds from this concert were given to establish the Mac Miller Circles Fund, which aims to support youth arts and community building programs in his memory. This foundation gave out its first grant of $50,000 to Music Cares, which is which was used to launch their Mac Miller Legacy Fund to help young musicians who are struggling with substance abuse. So I did find a documentary on YouTube. It's like 12 minutes long. It's barely a documentary, but it's called Stopped Making Excuses, and I'll link it on the blog if you guys want to watch it. But there's one part in the documentary that made me giggle a little bit because at one point it shows him like practicing piano (laughs) and he keeps messing up. And so the first time he like he messes up and then he just like bangs around on the keys a little bit, gets back to it. The second time he messes up and literally stops and just screams, fuck. (laughs) And um. If that wasn't me practicing piano in college, then um, I don't know what is. Sometimes it's me practicing piano now (laughs) as a 23-year-old lady. Had to give you that little light in this darkness. Here we go. So I needed that. Yeah, you're welcome. So Mac Miller was buried at Homewood Cemetery in Pittsburgh, and he was given a Jewish funeral. His death shocked his fans and his family and friends. His family said, quote, he was a bright light in this world for his family, friends, and fans. Drake said during his Tampa Bay performance of Everything Will Be Okay, he said, Mac Miller, you changed my fucking world. g Easy wrote on Instagram, quote, completely devastated and heartbroken. I'm at a loss for words, Mac. You were like a brother to me and you were there for me in the hardest of times, especially this summer. I can't believe this is real. Please tell your friends and the people you care about you love them. Life is so fucking fragile. You will be missed and your music will live on forever through the millions of people you touched. Thank you for all you gave us. Love you, bro. And the most heartbreaking post uh, came from Mac's ex-girlfriend, Ariana Grande. I thought that was Loki. (laughs) I thought that was Loki. Because I remember this post. Okay, here we go. So Ariana Grande wrote on Instagram, quote, I had... See, Loki's even sad. (laughs) I really hope they can hear that. Okay, third time's the charm. Again, here we go. Ariana Grande wrote on Instagram, quote, I adored you from the day I met you when I was 19, and I always will. I can't believe you aren't here anymore. I really can't wrap my head around it. We talked about this so many times. I'm so mad. I'm so sad. I don't know what to do. You were my dearest friend for so long, above anything else. I'm so sorry I couldn't fix or take your pain away. I really wanted to. The kindest, sweetest soul with demons he never deserved. I hope you're okay now. Rest. Except I wrote the sweetest, kindest, sweetest soul with demons he never deserted. Oh, <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say deserted when I was reading it. It would have really taken away from the emotionalness. Yes. Are you okay, bud? Yeah. Ooh. I just, I remember that. 
I remember that post, and I remember being so sad, and I'm pretty sure Ariana Grande, like, blamed herself for a little bit. Like, as in, like, why, she she felt that she should have been there more. Oh. And, like, maybe she could have, like, prevented it. I mean, I don't know, but I think, if I remember that right, she did kind of feel... I kind of remember her getting shit from people. Yes, because people blamed her. Like, oh, you shouldn't have left. Like, this is all your fault. Like, you broke him and... You know, I do remember her reaction. She said something about how she can't... Like, women shouldn't be in charge of fixing men. Right. All right, conspiracies? Yeah, conspiracies. Let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this right now. I did not know that there was going to be any conspiracies about Mac Miller. Okay, so I had to jump to reddit to find a couple of these conspiracies Oof, yes let's and hear them. i'm gonna tell you this right now i can hear the audience slapping their foreheads like just <laughs> because i'm about to spew some bullshit all right let's hear the bullshit okay so i found this conspiracy uh this conspiracy was kind of interesting and it said that uh his death was planned what yeah but like by mac like mac planned his death okay yeah that's some Kurt Cobain did it on purpose level <laughs> shit. I'm <laughs> sick of it. It's really funny because in some of the some of the things they actually did compare, compare Max oh death to Kurt. <laughs> nobody, mm, nobody intentionally takes their own life for I don't know. That's just I don't know how what I'm trying to say. That's just ridiculous. I just no. Okay, continue. I'm going to tell you this right now. I believe none of these conspiracies, but we had to to say something. Here are some bullet points. So, number one, the album cover of Swimming looks a lot similar to a coffin. And Mac is sitting inside of this coffin. And, like, his eyes are, like, shut and his mouth is kind of, like... Oh, so they're saying that he's dead in that album cover. Yeah, so, like, it looks... He appears to look dead and he's wearing, like, a really nice suit. Okay, but that also could be a hint at the fact that the songs were, like, pessimistic. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it could be hinting at other things. It doesn't mean that he's planning on killing himself. And I guess, along with this album, there's a few song titles that reference ascending into heaven, like Ladders, Jet Fuel, and Wings. Oh my god, Jet Fuel? Really? Really? Yeah. Ladders and Wings? Wings I get. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, I want wings. <laughs> wings. Like chicken wings, not like angel wings, but like chicken wings. Like chicken wings. <laughs> oh, but then some of the titles are a bit unsettling, like Come Back to Earth, What's the Use, and Self Care. Okay, yes, that is unsettling. But just as we said in the Chris Cornell and the Chester Bennington episodes, just because someone has depression does not mean that they are going to take their own life. Yes. And apparently the title 2009 references his rise to fame and what led to his death. Didn't fucking understand that one. Wait, but one more time. The title, like I wrote it down for what it, like, what it said in the actual bullet point. All it said was the title 2009 references his rise to fame and what led to his death. What led to, oh, oh, like his rise to fame is what led to his death. Like, 2009 was the year that he made it big. Oh, okay. And him making it big is what led to his death. Okay, 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 okay. All right, um, bullet point number two. In the music video Self-Care, it shows Mac being buried alive in a coffin where he used a knife to etch. Memento Mori, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, 
and he carved it into the wood, and that me that's Latin for warning of death. Okay, that's just terrifying. That's just terrifying. Literally being buried alive is like my worst nightmare. Like, you know that they no fucking thanks. There's actually during Halloween. I can't remember what place it is, but you can go on like a wagon ride, and at the very end of the wagon ride, you can get buried alive nope. in like a glass coffin. Nope. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. Hard fucking no. What I if they just never. decide that they don't like you exactly. and they leave you in that goddamn exactly. box? Exactly. And you guys fucking wonder why I won't go to haunted houses. Bitch, you went to that haunted house with us that one time. Okay, but that was like kid shit. Oh, that was a good time. What do you mean? You had fun. Look yeah. at us laughing about it three years later. <laughs> okay, but like, I just read an article that this dude literally he had a real knife like people i just want you to know a lot of horror places aren't using props anymore they're using real fucking shit this dude had a knife he went to go stab like he was stabbing the ground and he literally stabbed this little kid in the foot nope nope and nope you know you know when you go to haunted houses and you have that guy with the chainsaw that's a real fucking chainsaw just without the things but that can still do damage that's terrifying you are ruining haunted houses for me stop i don't want to get dead (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i think we need to go to a haunted house and bring some recording equipment with us and yes. just record our separate reactions. Oh my god, reactions. we could. I have like one of those little mics I can plug into my phone and we just have it right here. Headphones, yeah, yeah, that would be so fun. Oh my god, bet. As she says that she fucking hates haunted yeah, houses. Yeah, but she's like so willing. But like, if I can get paid for it, you know, quality content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, bet you're on. <laughs> all right, uh, where was I? Okay, the warning of death, and then all right, bullet point three in the lyrics of self-care it says yeah well climbing over that wall i remember yes i remember yes i remember it all swear the height be too tall so like september i fall down 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 below now i know that the medicine be on call apparently the wall is symboled for his substance addiction but he is saying that wall is too hard to overcome the line like september i fall is a wordplay on fall the season and fall as in falling to climb the wall overcome his demons listen i think this person dug a little too deep and really overthunk everything okay but also um what month did he die was it september it was september read that line one more time the wall is symboled for his substance addiction but he is saying that wall is too hard to overcome the line like september i fall is a wordplay on fall the season and fall as in falling to climb the wall to overcome his demons okay like september i fall okay okay i'm just saying he died in september keep going oh gosh all right so that's just that for that conspiracy okay all right but let's go on to number two uh this one talks about um max death being covered up and i'm gonna tell you this right now this this one i don't like Oh, at all. Is it not convincing? No, and I think it's a little rude. And I'm going to say a little trigger warning if you really like Mac and if you, I don't know, like if you have triggers about murder. 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 (laughs) I would advise not listening to this conspiracy. Just skip forward about uh, like a minute. Yeah. Like a minute. All right. See you later. 
All right. Uh, so the night prior to Max's death, he was with some friends. I guess they drank some beer and watched the football game. You know, some simple stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as we know, his assistant found him the next morning. She called the paramedics right away. And so um, I'm not sure how long it would have taken like the EMS to show up to the house, but like. I feel like it, like, I'm just, so I feel like it would have t- taken a little bit because, you know, it's a really big place, but at the same time, it's a celebrity, so I feel like they would be quicker. Right. Well, and normally, even in big cities, like, EMS response times are typically right. around five minutes. Right. Police response times are a lot longer, mm-hmm. unless it's an absolute emergency, but EMT response times are typically shorter, mm-hmm. even in a big place, because they've right. got, you, I mean, you have to think, they have, like, EMTs all over the place, like, right. stations. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the word that I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of. But, um, so this person that, uh, was talking about the conspiracy they decided to play around with like 10 minutes so say it took like 10 minutes for the paramedics to come Mm -hmm. uh the police said that they found no drugs in the place okay except for a little bit of white powder somewhere in the house we don't know where in the house i was gonna say that's strange because this talk uh toxicology report said that he had cocaine in his system exactly and fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And so, like, say that that little white powder was drugs. Like, we don't know to this day. They have not... Right. Maybe he made some French toast, put some powdered sugar on his exactly. French toast. Exactly. And we don't know where it was in the house. They just said little white powder dust. Now, if it was and... in the bathroom, that's right. a little sus. Right. But let's, let's just say that. And, like, they said that the, they found him overdosed. So, like, this person is saying, what if someone came in and cleaned it up? They could not have cleaned that all up in 10 minutes. No, there's no way. Exactly. And so, um, oh yeah, this is the, this is the person that, uh, labels Mac, Mac as Max death as suspicious as Kurtz. This is the person. Well, I mean, it's suspicious. It's a very suspicious death, but then again, it was solved. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas Kurt Cobain's was, has always been ruled a suicide, which Mm -hmm. is bullshit, but it's not as suspicious now. Right, like, because oh, because he was with friends the night before. Oh, because Mac was? Yeah, and so, like, he could have had drugs there, you know what I mean? Oh. I mean, like, that would be kind of really bad because they know he should have been sober, but, like... Right, but you can't... And, like, it... What if they, they were also addicts? Exactly. Or maybe they just wanted to have a fun time, I guess. I yeah, fucking... nothing wrong with a little cocaine. Just kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't. I don't know... I'm just saying he could have had it there. Right. Maybe went he home. didn't do it at his house at all. Yeah. Went home and then that's when it hit him. Right. Like, I don't know how. I don't know. This person also does bring up their confusion on Max's death because I guess he was reportedly happy and seemed mentally healthy at the time. Okay. Robin Williams. Exactly. Chris yeah. Cornell and Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington literally did a carpool karaoke three fucking days or something like that before he died. And he literally seemed, quote, seemed like the happiest person on the planet. Just because they look happy, just because they're smiling doesn't mean that they're happy. Yes. Um, they also believe that he didn't relapse. And this is like the major like trigger warning. So please just skip another minute. But um, this this one this part really like triggered me too. like I was very mad that they even like thought about this uh they think he was murdered uh I guess there was a lot of like police reports at the time about multiple celebrities houses getting robbed like John Mayer Post Malone uh, and Chief Keefe okay um they think those maybe like those same people may have broke 
into Max House forced him to do these drugs and like dipped. Okay, wait. I think that's a little fucked. The same people, like the robbers. Y- yeah, not the people that they were robbing, like John Mayer and Post Malone. Yeah, no, just like the same people. You did like- say John Mayer, didn't you? Yes. Okay. For some reason, I thought you said John Legend, and then I was confused. No. And John freaking Mayer. Oh, okay. Do you know what that's from? No. I think it's from, is it Friends with Benefits? With Justin Timberlake and Mila Mia. Kunis? Yeah. And yeah. then Justin's dating, like, Emma Stone in the beginning, and they break up because she's, like, so into John Mayer, and then she's like, John freaking Mayer! Oh, yeah, you're right, you're yeah. right. I yeah. love Emma Stone. <laughs> Me too. I love her. Anyways, okay, so so they think that the robbers broke like, in yeah. to Max's place and yeah. made him take the drugs. And- yes, and that would explain, like, why there was no evidence, too. Okay, but when his assistant, when Max's assistant got to his apartment, his home, whatever. Right. He was just unresponsive. He wasn't dead because if he was dead dead then he would have been like he would have shown signs of being dead for a while right before the paramedics got there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know that's not that's not plausible at all right no i don't like that one either yeah no i don't i don't like it but they were those literally were the only two i could find so there were three guys that were arrested yeah there was three guys that were found that um that were arrested um I think back in 2019. So when when did he pass? 2018, 2017, 2018? Yeah, the end of 2018. So yeah, like it took like less than a year, maybe more than a year, depends. Because they're the ones that gave him the drugs. Okay, so this article that I just found says that there were three men arrested. Oh, the trial date has been set. This article is from June 10th of this year. Of 2021. So it says, In September 2019, a federal grand jury indicted three men for allegedly distributing to Miller counterfeit narcotics laced with fentanyl, a synthetic opioid 50 times more potent than heroin that resulted in his fatal overdose. The trial is set to begin November 16th. So in like a little over a month from now, from yeah today is october 5th um but the defendants cameron james pettit 28 of west hollywood stephen andrew walter 46 of westwood and ryan michael revis 36 a former resident of west la who relocated to lake havasu arizona the three men face charges of conspiring to distribute controlled substances resulting in death and distribution of fentanyl resulting in death um, each charge carries a mandatory minimum sentence of 20 years in federal prison and a potential life sentence of or potential sentence of life in prison without parole you know life is like 25 years yeah we've talked about this before oh yeah well 25 years is probably the point where they become eligible for parole you know what i mean so like they have to serve like a mandatory 25 years and then they can start applying for parole but that doesn't mean that they're going to get paroled Hmm. so r.i.p mac miller Mm -hmm. erica's crying (laughs) <laughs> well, we um, have have some surprises coming up for spooky season. Ooh, much spook. So there's that. We have one thing planned so far, and hopefully we can come up with some more content for you guys to enjoy because spooky season is 
my favorite season. Same. Love me some spooky season. <laughs> Love me some Halloween. Um, we will be seeing you guys soon. Bye. Goodbye forever. Thank you for listening to Murder on the Music Scene. Our cover art and our music and editing is done by Caitlin Anderson. Check out our website at murderonthemusicscene.com and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Murder on the Music Scene. If you have suggestions or comments, email us at murderonthemusicscene at gmail.com. All of our episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you would like to support us, you can become a patron on Patreon. Just search Murder on the Music Scene or use the link on our website. Make sure to join us next time for another conspiracy-filled episode of Murder on the Music Scene.